Everyone right to go? Very good. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to BFOP 2021, the hybrid edition. Charlie's microphone's muted again. Hey, and if you all just want to email Tom Pot just with cockwomble <coughs> in the um in the subject line and nothing else. The fan turned to bullshit. <laughs> Can you just enable screen sharing? Matt is way louder than the rest of us. Oh! <laughs> Nick, is that what a cockwomble looks like? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel so inadequate looking at you guys and all your setups with your microphones. I can't be any clearer. Follow the rules. Get on the beers. That is on direct advice from the Chief Health Officer. All right, I'm here with Man of the Streets, Adrian Weir. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good, ways. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. And Matt Crummins is here as well. Hello, Matt. Say hi to everybody. Hello. Oh, Frank Walker's here, apparently. Well, this uh, we've got some advertising coming out this week that might resonate with you if uh, you remember that little that little voice. Yeah, well, Frank Walker. And I remember it well. Photographer who's amazing at that voice. Right, interesting. And that's my cryptic clue for this evening. I'm oh. done. Okay, Ripper. <laughs> cool. Thanks for that. So, Adrian, we've got you back for another year after last year. Yeah, we must have done something. Okay. Someone talked you into it. Oh, not sure how we manage that. <laughs> Well, that's just, whose privilege is this, really? Because I, I think it's, um, I think really we're, we're welcoming you back, Adrian. I'm surprised you're having us back. Mm. Thank you. you had, thanking you for I can't get out on the streets, so I've got to do something. You had a pretty epic year, though. Like, I've got to say, Adrian, over the last, I'm going to say three years now, because I'm, you know, it's been 18 months of what we're going through currently. Your photography um, achievements have just blown up. Like, you're global. It's ridiculous. It is. It, it stuns me, to be honest. It's, it's a bit surreal at times, but, um, yeah, it's just about walking the streets. I still, that's what I enjoy, the process. Everything else is a bonus. I mean, you, you're right. I mean, you are privileged to be part of Beatbop. I mean, let's keep it that way. Um, you're right. It stuns me as well. You should be very grateful to be here. And, um, well, we recognise your achievement, um, you know. What can I I'm say? Joking. I'm joking, Adrian. You are you absolutely so humbled. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, gosh. For, for anyone the only way is up. That's the way I look at it. The only way is up. Yeah, you start at a low base and then just build from there. I don't know if you started at a low base, but certainly you did start and you just skyrocketed, though. Like, that's, um, it's, it's been bizarre to watch your, your, not just your achievements, but your actual photography, I think, is... Your photographer, the thing is, you know, sometimes you see people win awards and I'm, I'm a stickler for awards. And if you listen to my other podcast with Tom, we, we analyze the Australian um, Wildlife Photographer of the Year awards. And I listen, I watch these things and I go, you can't be serious. Like that's the winner. Or, you know, that person, this is the shortlist. I like, always baffles me who wins this stuff. But the funny thing is I look at your stuff. I'm like, well, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, no one should be surprised that you're winning it because your stuff is just, your, your, your shots are just, I don't know a single person in my entire photography network who doesn't look at your shots and go, oh, that's one of Adrian's shots. You know, it's like so you, which is, yeah. That's amazing. pretty awesome to hear. And look, I'll share some news I actually just got yesterday that I'm actually, I uh, had two photo, photos um, named as finalists in the Gothenburg Street Awards. So, awesome. Um, awesome. so that's, that's pretty cool. That's incredible. <laughs> well, it must be a pretty big compliment as a photographer to have obviously have such a style that everybody recognises, right? 
Yeah, I'm just going to work out that style myself, is it? Everybody seems to recognize it, but yeah. Just, just can't I just walk. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just walk the streets and um, shoot what I see. You know, um, obviously it fits a style in some way, but um, I don't shoot to a style or I don't go to go out to shoot to a style. I just go out to shoot what I see. Can I just say before anyone, we get any further in this podcast, um, if you don't know Adrian's style of photography, you, you've really got to see this to sort of understand where we're coming from because we do pump our instructors up. There's no doubt about it, especially the likes of Tom Putt. We tell him how good he is at landscape and stuff, but, you know, he's, he's all right. But are, if, are we, if you wait, at, am, I, am I supposed to be telling Tom he's good at stuff? Oh, did we not do uh, oh, sorry. I've dropped the ball there. <laughs> Adrian, tell us where can people people can find your photography? Not on a website, not on a Facebook page like you would expect from someone who's winning all these awards. You're just kind of like Adrian doing his thing, and you've got an Instagram account that people sometimes go to. It's pretty much <laughs> it. yeah. It's just Adtamo. A D T A M O is pretty much where I share my work. Well, I'm pretty low key about it. I, I just do it for fun. Um, I'm not looking to. You know, um, uh, become professional or get anything out of it. It really is a hobby to de-stress me from my job um, at Monash University. Can I just say that my suspicion, if I can say, you know, he said Monash University, I don't think that's true. I actually think that Adrian is Banksy. Oh, dear. And this is why it's so low-key under the radar because, like, oh, you know, just casually. I just take photos and stuff like that, and I'm just, like, super amazing at it. Dun, dun, you know, and one day we're going to discover that Adrian and Banksy are the same person. And we're going to be like, wow, street art in two different genres. He's just taking over the world. Well, that, I think, is a conversation to explore for another time. This let's talk. Let's talk BFOP. So before we obviously, for anyone that hasn't figured it out, street photography is your genre. Yep. How did you find... Beef up last year, and what what did you present on? I pretty much presented my work, but I also tried to present what street photography is because it's misunderstood as a genre. It really is, and it's often seen as um, it's seen poorly by a lot of um photographers and a lot of um especially camera clubs and all that there on it. And I wanted to present uh, street photography in a very different way and show what it could be through my eyes, and give people some tips to go out on the street and do street photography and look for what it's about and what to look for. And talking about story, a lot of photographers get caught in the technical and forget about the story. And so tell me, Adrian, I want, I want to know this from your perspective, because when you say it's misrepresented or like sort of looked down upon, um, that, that's not been my experience, but it's also, I've not had an experience where I think it's like, you know, really stood up tall or anything like that either. But what what is it that's sort of... Um, I guess why why or what about it is is sort of shunned in photography? Is it the fact that it's a bit grungier or like what's the because your stuff's not grungy like it's super stylized like look again it is super stylized in comparison to I suppose some street photography and edits out there. I, I, again, I think that's the misunderstanding that um, um, people don't see the story in a lot of street photographs and they sometimes struggle with why you're photographing that or what are you doing it for and not seeing the story aspect or going, look, there's highlights on the corner or you've got writing in your photograph and that just doesn't meet the rule. And um, just look beyond that and just, you know, I photograph organically and by feel. I don't photograph to compose to thirds or compose to this. I literally look and if it looks good to me and it tells the story I want, I hit the shutter. So Wes, can I be honest with you? Mm -hmm. Me and Adrian had a chat a couple of days ago 
this is not the first time that I've spoken to Adrian about BVOP. And what he just said was re really resonates with the conversations. There's something very special happening at BFOP this year with Adrian's photography, something that I am genuinely looking forward to. And there's not a lot of things in the last 18 months I've actually really looked forward to. <laughs> you have, Adrian, you have produced, because we were talking about how we could maybe look at your street photography through COVID, because I think photography has been a bit of an outlet for a lot of people. Mm. Um, but your street photography, because you still go to the city for work, you're yep. essential, you're more important than most of us. And so I wanted to see what you've done during COVID. And you said, oh, like I haven't really done that much during lockdown because, you know, it's not the thing to be done. It's not the right thing, and which I totally agree with. But then you said, oh, actually, since the start of COVID, you have taken all the street photos because we have had lots of unlockdown time. Or when I say lots, like we have had some unlockdown time. And you said that you've actually built a like a, I don't want to call it a slideshow, you've built a, an audio visual piece that tells the entire story of COVID through street photography. Like it's interpretive, like it's not really literal, but with some narration, you've produced an AV piece that you're going to show to us at the festival that actually talks about, you know, in street photography language, that story, it goes from, you know, when COVID's inception all the way through to like the world being as, you know, screwed up as what it currently is. is. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because when you when you explained it to me, I was just like, I just can't freaking wait. So yeah, um, again, as we talked, it was just an idea that developed in my head as you're know, you asking me to go about that. And I went back and I looked at the pictures with that frame in mind. And um, I realized I had a lot more than what I thought I did. And some of it wasn't necessarily shot for COVID and some of the pictures I've used weren't taken during COVID, but they fit COVID so well that they work within the piece. And so I just had so much fun building this. And since yeah, I've sent you a preview of it, I've been, I've worked on it since then. And I've actually, I think it's so much better than what I sent you there. And I actually got an image today in the city, which is an absolute corker to go into it. And um, so yeah, I'm continuing to build on it and I'm having so much fun because I've never done an audio visual before. So I'm learning and I'm having a ball at the same time or putting it together. And I, um, I'm so excited to share it when we get um, at BFOP. So this is going to be premiered at BFOP. Pretty much, yeah. World premiere. Unseen before. Unseen, well, except by Matt, Matt you know. Matt, Matt, if that doesn't you know, sell tickets, I don't know what will. Well, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, Adrian, I have not actually, because you did send me a link, but I couldn't open it because it, it was to my other email, which wouldn't let me get to Dropbox. And I know you've resent it, but I haven't had a chance to look since. So I'm really excited still. I haven't actually seen it yet. But the funny thing, when you say world premiere, you know, that's something that I would joke about with a lot of people. I'd be like, oh, this is the world premiere of, you know, such and such. And, you know, we all kind of take the piss a bit. But the, the joke here is, Adrian, you're actually a global travel photography superstar. And I think that when you do release it, I actually genuinely think it will be a world premiere. And um, it's the sort of thing that will gain traction because the storytelling you have in your shots is just insane. And I think everyone last year who attended your workshops, because one of the joys of what you do is that you're amazing at what you do, but when you talk to other people about their work, you're not coming from a professional photography perspective. So you're not trying to critique things through like this, is it commercial eyes? You've just got this, yeah, like this is how you see it and, and you talk how you see it. And so many people last year, I think, really appreciated getting your feedback on their photos because you did a feedback session, which I think you're going to do again this year. Yep. Um, you know, 
your your style is very iconic it's very you i've not seen it anywhere else and i think that the it sounds as though like the rest of the competitions on the planet agree um and what i'm really super excited about is seeing that video of how you've created it but then the second part is the the other workshop that you're running this year i'm so stoked to see because we've talked about how you can do something that's going to really add value um with travel photography or and street photography i should say not travel I kind of mix them up a bit because often when you do street, you kind of people are traveling. But um, your other workshop is to really talk to people through exactly how you can practice to be better. Not how do you get good shots, but how can you train? And that's something we we miss so much in photography. I think is we all kind of chase the photo as opposed to thinking. You know, if you were doing a sport, you wouldn't just like go, "Well, I'm just going to play the sport and I'll get better." You, you train elements of it. And so can you talk us through really briefly your other workshop? Because I think that there's a lot of people out there who are going, I want to be good at street photography, but I've got no idea where to start. Yeah, so that that was my thought. I'm building on what I did last year. So the idea of the workshop that I'm going to put together is if you attended the workshop I did last year at BFOP, well, this will build on that for you. But if you didn't attend the workshop last year, you're not going to have missed out on anything. It will, you'll be able to come from scratch new on it and it should still come in. So it should work on the two levels for each um, participant for it. And the concept is around your first 30 days on the streets. Because I go, I go back to remember what that was like when I went there and the nervousness of approaching being on the street. Because that's what a lot of people are worried about going out there. They sort of see it, they like the idea of it, but do I want to shoot candid? Do I want to shoot strangers on the street? How are they going to react? What do I do? So I want to give you some tips on that first 30 days of how to go about it. And you don't have to throw yourself right in the deep end about dipping a toe in and then dipping that second toe in in the water and just give you a few approaches and show you within that, not necessarily some of my best work, but some of my early work within that of how, what I was getting in that first time. And then as we go through, how I built along upon it. Can I be honest with you, Adrian? I feel like that when um, Wes watched Dennis last year and then went and did like naked light painting in his living room until four o'clock in the morning, I feel like this is going to be a Wes running around Melbourne um, at four o'clock in the morning with a couple of drinks in him um, taking street photography because it was it's awesome. a simple concept. Like you're really going from giving people a plan and that's what really sucks about photography sometimes. You can learn the, t the skills and techniques, but if you don't have a plan as to how you train those techniques, you really kind of just... I don't know. It's 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 hard. You, like got I said, no last year I talked about street photography, about you know methods on the street, what to look for, and all that there. But again, people still might have been intimidated about going out to doing that. I want to remove that you know nervousness from them by um, introducing it for for people and to make it easier. And the great thing about street photography, the moment you walk out that front door, you can do it. Any lights is good light. Any time of day you want to shoot street photography, you can do it. You don't have to drive three hours to go for a sunrise and then that freaking cloud comes in at the last minute and destroys it. It's right there out your door. Well, now I see why people frown upon street photography because you're just throwing the rules out the window, buddy. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And look, what if you're worried about you know, how people will react to you taking photos of them in the street, what I've done is I've just grown a really big beard and gotten tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I will beat you up. <laughs> That wouldn't work for me at all. Imagine if I grew a big beard and got tattoos. They'd be like, did Santa get tattoos? I think, look, can you at least try? You've got a few weeks before BFOP. Just don't shave and let's just see what you come up with by the time we get there. Now, I'll be honest, whilst Adrian was winning awards during lockdown, what I was doing was my goal in the first lockdown was 
I was seeing whether I could just like keep growing my stubble. And you know, that was a sort of a mark of time. And I reckon I got about six months in, realized it was the same as day three and just was like, well, this is embarrassing. I should probably just pretend to shave. What we've already got here, the first tip of street photography, stand next, when you take your street photograph, stand next to a big bruiser. So if they look at you, they see them and go, oh, okay, you're a cool it. dude, move on. So if anybody, if anybody wants to hire me for my time, I'll, I'm available. Wes is about as big as his voice sounds. So does that okay so that sounds like a really good workshop actually and and i've tried it because i live in melbourne and i travel through for work sometimes not recently but normally and and i have had some free time and wandered the streets and probably because i haven't done any of this training stuff that you're going to present in the workshop it is it's very it is very daunting more so for me in the way of i just it's it's seeing the story and identifying the story and whether that's mm. lack of patience, whether that's lack of experience, I don't know, but I feel like a lot of people will be in the same boat as me. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the idea. Let's um, Hopefully we can get some people interested to go out there and it. I guarantee if you give it a go, if you get out and do it a couple of times, it's addictive. Once can you get the shots, it's addictive. Can I ask you a question, Adrian, because I know that um, I've got a lot of people, you know, and you know a lot of these people because you, you know, you're in my workshop group of people and you've done some amazing mentoring for people as well, which I'm super grateful for. Um, and, and I know the people in the group are grateful for as well. But um, I get a lot of people who are in that group who live in smaller country towns, like places where you wouldn't typically associate street photography. Um, so they kind of go, oh, I'm from, you know, Bendigo. How much street photography is there in Bendigo? Or, There's plenty. Uh, Bendigo is pretty big still, you know, and you go to small towns again. But what I really love about what you've done is when we first talked about you coming to Bright, you were you were saying, yeah, we'll run a street photography workshop in Bright. And I'm like, there's not street photography in Bright because it's one street. And you were, you were giving us all these wacky ideas. And so for those people who are in regional areas who kind of go, oh, yeah, I love street photography, but I don't get to Melbourne. And more importantly, at the moment, no one wants to go to Melbourne. Would, would you do you think that these sort of skills and whatnot do they apply like right down to like town level or you know are we talking really you've got to have a big city it, it applies anywhere absolutely anywhere um i'll go there i've got a friend who does street photography in nice in france and she only photographs these blue chairs and that's all she photographs all the time and the stories of the people who visit these blue chairs and it's stunning the work so you don't have to have a plethora of stuff. You just have to have the ability to see and tell a story. Uh, you know, that, that I think is a really enticing thing. And I can I say for anyone who is sitting there, especially in regional areas of New South Wales and Victoria and, and New Zealand for that matter, who are thinking, oh, do I come to the festival? If, if, if you buy a ticket and you go to no other workshop other than Adrian's, I promise, you're going to walk out the other side of it going, holy shit, I've got a, a training plan. Like it's, it's like having a personal training plan to get better at a genre. It's not just here are some tips, it's it's a plan. And I think that is so important in photography to have pros, a little bit of process, a lot of creativity, but also the backing of someone who's just done this and they've, they've gone global with it in such a short period of time. You know, you're amazing at it, Adrian, but I'm, I guarantee there's other people out here listening to this podcast who have the same or, or, or a different but equivalent kind of vision that um, they just don't know how to bring it to life. And I, I reckon you can really help those people. 
And not just exactly. not just for people that are out in regional towns. I mean, you look at what we've gone through, and currently we're restricted to travel no more than five kilometres from our house. So for people in the suburbs or the outer suburbs, there's going to be stuff yeah. there for you as well. You can just wander your own streets on your daily afternoon walk for your exercise and take the camera with you because a lot of us, like me, I'm one of them, that have lost a lot of our creative drive with the lockdowns and everything that we've been through. But there's still, as Adrian said, there's still so much opportunity just outside our doors that we're not identifying. Yeah, it's stories to be told. And it's dropping the blinkers. We're so blinkered in how we go around there. And it's dropping those blinkers and having a look and opening up your mind um, and your imagination to it. It's Photography is about creativity. And this is what I love about what I, you know, all photography. It's about going out there and being creative with what we do. And it's an art. And street photography, I think, is no different to any other form of photography in that way. Um, it's and there's a lot of bad street photography out there with Instagram. You know, a person walking by a bed was just a person to get, walking past the wall. Get into my uh, Instagram feed, right? Matt, Matt <laughs> underscore Crummins underscore street <laughs> underscore street. I've seen that one. You know what? Like I've got to say, the, the thing I love about your stuff, Adrian, is you, you're very good at conveying how you go about the process. And I love how you say, you know, the technique part of it is, you know, that's like the technical is, you know, the smaller part and then the creativity is a big part. And in street photography, don't get me wrong, I'm proud of some of my street photos. And when I travel, I'm pretty good at it. In Melbourne, I've got such a mental block that like, I think I can teach the techniques of it. But when it comes to creativity, most of the time I'm like, so if you're interested in inspiration, go have a look at Adrian's website. <laughs> well, not website, his Instagram page, because you do you do prove that point to a T that you can find the most boring spot in the world and, and still create an amazing image out of it. So really, really are. Uh, I'm super excited about your stuff. Your workshop's one of the ones that I always put in the calendar and go, I'm I'm gonna be there and watching that myself personally. Well, hopefully I teach you something. Yeah. Well that's uh look that that sounds like it's gonna be pretty awesome. And if you're not excited for that, there's something wrong with you. That's for sure. So we will see you in a few weeks, Adrian. And yep. we look forward to Looking that. Forward to it. Make sure you got your tickets bought. Don't forget to make sure you signed up to newsletter, part of the Facebook group, because that's where the bulk of the information comes out in the lead up with extra information around these workshops. What else have we got to tell well, people, Matt? Yeah, so there's one more thing that, you know, Nick and I are not always great at doing stuff. There is one thing I have to touch on. We have only just created the Facebook event because we thought we'd already built it and we hadn't. And so now there's a Facebook event, which is this year's festival. So please jump onto the Facebook page and you can find the event there. And even if you've already bought your ticket, say that you're coming, you know, tell us you're coming because um, it's a really good space for us to communicate new information. Um, if you're a part of an event and we put a post in there, it tends to go straight to you. We just put on our Facebook page. Facebook usually asks us to pay a squillion dollars to get that information to you. So join the event um, as well. And apologies that we didn't have created four months ago when we said we did but um you know me and nick we we enjoy a glass of red we're not great with memory and um and you know but we, we make good in the end oh here it is i found it oh good lovely um, you like the banner i made the banner today it's pretty exciting oh that's you're gonna win all of these photoshop competitions we're running oh yeah i should say actually oh my god we do have news what are you talking about where we have some news some big news Guess who's just jumped on board? Um, me on the Facebook event. Yeah, I guess. But Missy has jumped on board. And you know Ooh. what? The guys have picked 
I'm going to distribute this here. They have a stack of great prizes for us to give away. Mm. So um, Pixel One have been, uh, they support a lot of our instructors in a lot of the workshops that they do and their retail side of the business. And, uh, and they are also have jumped on board and supporting our festival. So um, it's very exciting. There's lots of prizes this year and we have some super cool games we're going to play on the social evenings. The point where I'm actually pretty excited about it. So um, yeah, jump on board, grab tickets, and um, I promise you this is going to be. You know what? If you if we if we were free, I'd be like, yeah, no one wants to sit in front of Zoom. But you know what? Here are your options: you day drink, you take creative selfies. They're your two options for your weekend, or you buy a ticket to BFOP, and you get to do both of those things in an official environment. And maybe win some prizes for it as well. Maybe some prizes as well. So very well, some free stuff, and yeah, you've just got to think back to last year if you were there and how much fun that was. To give yourself a reminder, so make sure you've got your tickets bought, team, and we'll see you in a few weeks' time.